ladies and gentlemen, it is the Integrity Radio Show episode number 11. 11. Season number three. I'm your host, Z. And I am Ben Jacobson. Thanks for having me, as usual. And thanks for listening to the Integrity Radio Show. All 15 of you, which is what uh, I'm told from Anchor, is that I I used to have a listening audience of 72, but now with Anchor's new uh, algorithms, they have put me at a listenership of 15 or 17 or something like that. Oh, that's good. 15, that's so good. I don't know. Uh, you know, all the reason I bring that up is because in the future, when we've got, you know, billions of listeners, <laughs> right. the ones that listen, the 15, 15 of you yeah, that are listening right. right now can say, you know what? We knew that we knew that show back when. I always hoped because you got into painting that one day your paintings would be super valuable. Oh, and they will be too. Because I have I have a couple of your. Well, oh, I think yeah. I have one original, and then I have a a, a, a print and oh. original. Yes, and uh, and very limited and very qua uh, a very high quality uh, print of. Uh, oh, yeah, print. I believe one of three. I think you did. Yeah, yeah. So that's signed. So, and, and I have only I only <laughs> sold the first five pieces I ever did. And then I stopped selling my pieces for that very purpose. Because if I, you know, I mean, there's different ways to approach it, right? You're prolific and you've got thousands, you know, and eventually they become, you know, there's prominence. Somebody eventually buys it and gives you some prominence or you create the prominence yourself. Was it? I think you were telling me that what is it that makes the difference between a million dollar piece of artwork and a it's and now worthless. It's just the it's the customer, right? Yeah, it's the prominence. It's the, it's the it's who bought who had it. Who had who it? was the prominent person that bought this? That's what prominence is. Yeah, prominence. Who was the prominent person that bought this? And if in the case of uh, Rockefeller buying. Uh, Oh, I always, the guy's name slips my mind and it ought to, but, uh, you know, he just would paint a canvas red and uh, Rothko, that's it. That's all I need to say. Red Rothko. Rothko is the guy that would paint a canvas all black or all red or, or just do two colors on one canvas and millions of dollars. And it's because, uh, Rockefeller bought his paintings. So. And of course, w- that all has to do with tax shelters, right? If you spend three million dollars on a painting, well, you can write that shit off, right? <laughs> so it became a very popular tax shelter. And so, you know, um, and and therefore uh, the whole thing became uh, was made fun of. Well, once modernism came in with uh, Andy Warhol and all that, you wonder right? if you could like. Like if you could fabricate that, like if, you know, like if, like me and my dad could pretend that we're millionaires and then buy your paintings and like. Well, no, because the whole world would have to know who you were. You, we'd have, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, that's what gives it its prominence. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are people that get swindled. Dan of course, and uh, So what you're saying is true. Yes, it does happen all the time, right? Uh, people get swindled all the time. But uh, no, for me, I just, 
first and foremost with my art i enjoy my art i i did a little experiment and for sure i know what the result of that experiment is and that is the first five pieces i sold and then um i'm speaking loud because i have headphones on there we go oh uh, no. <laughs> um the first five pieces i sold and then the rest i didn't sell I always miss those five pieces. No, I miss them. And I will eventually uh, go back and offer you and, and the other buyer uh, buyers of my pieces. I'll, I'll probably offer money to buy them back. <laughs> yeah. I have the one, I think you gave it to me. The one you did of a, um, it's like a guy, it's a, it was just a pencil sketch. It's just very, uh, very uh, rudimentary, no, no shading, no, yeah, just a, a yeah, sketch of a guy uh, standing in front of a window, like a, almost like a side silhouette of a guy standing in, in front of a window. I always really liked that. I always really liked that piece. And I think I asked you if I could have it. This is very early on. I think I just asked you, I was like, man, I really like that piece. I'd love to have it. And I think you said yes and actually gave it to me. Cool. Cool. I have it. I have well, it rolled up the, in the house. The, that's, that's the thing is, uh, and then, so then the first success comes with me being able to hold on to those pieces and being able to look at them and have them and learn from them and grow from them, right? Hmm. Um, directly. And then the second bit is maybe somewhere down the line, you know? You know, I look back, I'm, I've, never, I've never been a painter, but I have done... Lots of art. Have you have you seen over the years? Oh yeah, sure. From, You've done a lot of. I've seen you do a lot of painting, carving, sketching, carving, carving sketching, yeah. and, and of course, your dad's an excellent artist. Uh, my dad's an amazing artist. Mm -hmm. um, boy, I would love to have some of that first stuff that I did back. Right. Boy, I really would. Yeah, that would be really neat to have that back and yeah. to look at it and. To, you know what I would like to have are the sketches I used to do in elementary school. I used to do a, uh, me and this kid used to do a, a Terry Brudon, I believe his name was. And we used to do uh, a cartoon books, you know, make our own cartoon books when we were in elementary school. And I swear to you, they were, it, this is before Transformers, right? But all of our all of our stuff looked like Transformers. We did like Transformers before Transformers were Transformers. Now it might have come from Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Uh, if you, that's before yeah, I don't know. I remember. Oh, remember well, them? I remember them. I don't. Yeah, when I was, I think when I see, I, I must have been in fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. I was very young. I had, it's funny, when you said uh, the, that, that, that I just brought this back into my head, I had a little, uh, a, a little comic strip that I had come up with. It was called Dinosaur World. That's what I called it as a, as a young man. And each strip that I drew would just feature dinosaurs killing people in some way. <laughs> like I would have a picture of a dinosaur like lowering somebody into a meat grinder. and <laughs> Like the next one would be a a dinosaur putting somebody in like one of those things that squishes cars. I remember that, you know, like, and I would draw these out and each, each strip was different. Like dinosaurs just trying to catch people and eat them. Mm. And it was called dinosaur world. Interesting. And I had uh, my, I still remember my sixth grade teacher. 
fifth or sixth grade teacher. His name was Mr. Brown, amazing teacher. He was a wonderful elementary school teacher. And he used to really encourage me to keep, you know, he was like, this is really cool. Like the fact that you kind of have your own little strip and your own little idea and you're yeah. kind of producing a little weekly comic strip yeah. here. And I would always show it to him because he loved it. Yeah. And he used to really encourage me to keep doing it. Keep doing it. You know, that's great. That's great. Keep doing it. I still remember that. Yeah. It's been so long since I've You know, it's funny because there's someone has done that too now. So, you know, eventually somebody did, you know, if you don't get out there first and eventually some, that's my, my understanding of how it works. If you don't get out there and do it, the monkey after you that thinks of it after you will get out there and do oh, it yeah. and, and become yeah. rich off of it. That's really happened to me twice where I can really sit there and go, you know what, man, that guy stole my idea and got rich off of it. And damn it. Yeah. Once was with the, uh, this was a long, long, long time ago. Um, handheld mouse, a, hand, a mouse you can just hold in your hand. Oh yeah. I drew a, a design for a handheld mouse, like literally like 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. And maybe not 30 years ago, that's probably yeah. stretching, but 20, 25 years ago, I drew a design for one and I was like, man, this would be perfect. Yeah. Sure enough, there it is. And then when I was moving furniture, I had the same idea for a, uh, a dolly, the kind of dolly used to move furniture, a dolly that had a uh, arm on the back of it that would lower down so you could put a piece of furniture on it and hydraulically lower and raise a piece of furniture without having to lift it and adjust it so it could go upstairs. And yeah. Sure enough. Somebody came out and had one. Wow. Yeah. Well, my stuff were was all my all my ideas were more art, art artistic things that you know, like bands that came out and sounded the way I sounded before I was able to get my sound sound out. And then they went, <laughs> Nirvana and uh, yeah, certain certain bands. And, you know, it's. I was thinking about this the other day because I listened to. Uh, 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 one of your, we, uh, you were singing on the last, uh, the last thing you did on Band Lab. I think you played it at our last podcast or, okay, or, or yeah. just after it, you know, and you were actually singing on it. Yeah. You actually did some vocals. You have a very interesting voice. Interesting. It's, it, that's, that's, that's a nice, uh, it's a, it's that, a, that's it, an interesting thing. <laughs> And I, 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 boy, I don't mean this to sound the, the wrong way. Hey, you know I take criticism <laughs> very well. You know that. It's your voice. I can tell why you're not famous. It's your voice. Yes, thank you. It's your voice. You don't... You, thank you. You don't have that, you know, you got the... You know, you don't have that. You don't got that whiskey yeah. soap. Yeah. You know, you don't have that, that low Jimmy. You have like this normal... What like when you sing, like your voice just sounds like a normal boy. Like there, it's just such a mellow, normal. It's don't. It's very nice and it's very. Yeah, yeah. But it's no, just. It's no, like uh, no, there's uh, there is nothing unique about your music. Your 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 uh, the lyrics that you the lyrics that you come up with, the lyrics that you come up with are very provocative. Uh, the, the, the instrumentals that you write, I know you, you know, at least back when I used to live with you, you wrote all your own music and yeah, still wonder, do. but your, your voice was just this, uh, wonderful, smooth, like your voice would have been great. Like, like, uh, like as a smooth jazz, like, like, <laughs> jazz like, yeah. your voice is just like this really mellow, smooth, like, you know, well, you know, and it, and maybe, maybe that's what I'm trying to say, actually. Is that it didn't match 
Mm. Your music, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it didn't yeah. match. It didn't yeah. match the uh, that the, the grunge, the yeah. grunginess of the of the music. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, you, I th you're being quite complimentary, and uh, when I kind of self assess myself, um, I blame my entire <laughs> lack of success <laughs> on the tone of my voice. Not just in music, but in everything I do, and it's and it's nothing. You know, there's nothing you do about it. The thing is, is if if someone different were saying what I were saying, oh boy, would it fly. Well, see, that's that's you know, when I listen to you talk, like when I listen to your podcast, when I listen to uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff you've recorded over the years, just uh, pontificating about this or that, whatever it is. You're very, you're very compelling as a speaker. Your voice is, you know, it's almost, it almost reminds me of like somebody like Sam Harris, where he just has that very smooth, very mellow voice. It's just like, you know, the guy could come out and say he believes in goblins and you don't. Well, hey, you know, Sam Harris, by the way, real quick, just put out a, an episode called why Facebook, uh, what's the problem with Facebook uh, brand new. And it's, it's a very good uh, oh really? I have to go. I yeah. have to go listen yeah. to it. I haven't listened to him for a while. I, neither this have particular I. Particular one is good and addressed a lot of the stuff that we talked about in our last episode. So I think you'll you'll like this one. Uh, but yeah, you know, your voice is the same way, and you have a you you have a very compelling uh, speaking voice, which is very nice. I uh, yeah, it's 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 like the exact opposite of when you sing. Oh well, geez. Okay, well that that doesn't even. You're just full of uh, uh, compliments you that know, aren't offhanded. When you sing, it's like Daniel Dennett. When you, when you, <laughs> you, you, oh no! You talk. When you talk. When you talk, okay. it's like it's like okay, Christopher Hitchens. Okay, enough, enough, Mister. <laughs> Referring to me and Daniel Dennett in the same sentence isn't even allowed. Although Daniel Dennett, but again, I, I, again, I, again, I, again, I, again, I, I, I have Dennett. to, I have to. Well, yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love the guy. It's just mm -hmm. listening to him talk. But no, that's your music, like Beach Ball. I still, I love that song, Beach Ball, uh, Beach Ball, um, Sneak into Sneak into Heaven, uh, Just Joe. Those were my three. Like I, I remember when I used to go to your, uh, I get, I would be the groupie down in the front row, sing "Stairway to Heaven" or, or <laughs> sing, sing, sing "Sneak into Heaven." You know, yeah. So I, I loved your music, and I loved the uh, the lyrics, and I loved the uh, the uh, the instrumental. Yeah, I really did. Well, thank you. I, I, I hope I can win your uh, your listenership uh, as I do more music these days, which I'm kind of just getting back to and and have uh, you know kind of uh, got re you know I, I stopped doing music, started doing the painting. Now I'm doing. I've gone back to doing the music, and uh, I'll start doing the painting really soon. I wanted to bring this topic up, mm. and that is. Ass or asset, to be or not to be, to be an asset or <laughs> to not be an asset. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind when because you said that to me, you said that to me before. The first thing that just popped into my head was uh, I got ass and I got asset. You're only going to get one. 
Jeez. <laughs> I got to turn the mic off here. You guys are only, <laughs> you're only entitled to one of them. You're not the other. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the thing. Um, I, uh, me, I'm going to first, I can't speak for everyone, although I think I may be speaking for most. And men, because I'm not a woman, but I'm probably speaking for women as well. But I'm going to say I am certainly speaking for myself, and I'll just make a light assumption that I'm probably speaking about the majority. And that is that in my life, I want to feel like an asset. I want whatever situation I'm in, be it rich, poor, good or bad, Whatever the situation I'm in, I feel I, I want to feel like I'm an asset. It's always been this base thing. Like, you know, am I an asset to this situation or not? Now, be to be an asset or, is, you know, that's a different thing, right? If you're actually an asset, but to actually feel like an asset. And so it got me really thinking about how, you know, uh, uh, in the culture that we live in, especially now, think of all the people that think that they are an asset and that also think that that, you know, that that's the same thing. Right. They God. feel the same way. I that, 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 I, that I, I only want to be here if I'm an asset and I know I'm an asset. So I'm staying. Right. Or, you know, uh, or you don't appreciate me as an asset. And then there's the other side where a person refuses to um, pull the asset or the worth of, a, of another person. In other words, you're good at something, but I refuse to let you do that or be, you know, have that part of the whole thing. You so know what I'm then. What is. What is the difference then between an ass and an asset? What is it that makes you an asset? It can't just be it can't just be hard work. I just had this conversation with somebody the other day that was arguing with me about how hard they work. And the point I made to him was like, Yeah, you're working really hard, but you're not accomplishing anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this all this hard work you're doing is not you're not an asset. Right. I think <laughs> so how do you be an asset? I think an asset is something that has to be agreed upon, right? So, because, like I said, I may be an asset. Will you like it or not? I may be an asset, but you don't appreciate the asset. Oh, that's that word appreciation. Right. And so, and, or I may be delusional and think I'm an asset, right? And I'm actually not. I'm an ass. Right. <laughs> I mean, would you say that being an asset is about production? I, uh, no, not, I would, or not, 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 perhaps not production, but like you see, kind of where I'm aiming here. Like, uh, what are you? Uh, what are you accomplishing? What are, right, what, what right. are you? Uh, what are you creating? Okay. What are you? What are you so, producing? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Every single word you say now needs to be quantified. Mm -hmm. As in, as in, what is what is your idea of production? What is your idea yeah, of yeah. a job? Or what is your idea? And so, the, I, I, but I can't answer, and I think I know what you're getting at, and it's mutuality. It's mutual. It's a mutual respect, right? 
I, you know what? I, yeah, yeah, it has to be because you could move into somebody's house. And I think, I think you probably, I think both of us have probably had this situation where you move into somebody's house and uh, you move into a shithole. And, you know, you've been there two weeks and now the place is spotless. Mm -hmm. The yard is cared for. Yeah. Uh, food is being cooked. Things yeah. are clean. Yeah. But everybody fucking hates you. Oh, yeah. Oh, and everybody yeah. thinks that you're a shithead oh, yeah. Yeah. and that you're not and that you're not an asset. Just because you're right doesn't make you right by saying yeah, it, so. Yeah, <laughs> so it is. You're right. It's a, it's a mutual. It has to be a mutual understanding. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to, yeah. I have to, you can be the biggest asset in the world. If mm -hmm. I don't appreciate mm -hmm. the fact that you're an asset, then, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Right. We're both, we're both wasting a lot of time. Then, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there are cases where, um, people like <laughs> people try to use other people as assets. And that's a whole nother thing because, you know, humans aren't assets, you know, we're relationships. We aren't assets to one another. We are not assets. We're, and so I think w once we, we transition and it's easy to turn from asset to ass or, uh, you know, might, I don't know if it's easy to turn from ass. To well, asset. I mean, <laughs> well, let me ask this then. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, my relationship with you, you know, you have been an asset to me. Yeah, now, we, it, we have now, continued to be now, assets to one another. Is actually. it wrong to, to say, is there a better way to describe it than saying that you have been an asset to me? I mean, is that is it is it wrong? Oh, to no, be? no. See, there's a difference between seeing we have been an asset to one another as opposed to you are my asset. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one one is one is possessive. <laughs> yeah. And I think that happens. That happens often in relationships where oh, yeah. you know, or where you think one person's assets are one thing and they're not. I see know? it. I, that's with me I think the biggest one is people look at me as a particular type of asset and mistaken one form of asset for another. Yeah, because yeah. I I have my assets. You by now know what they are. Um, someone coming in like you've seen, you've seen it on multiple occasions, actually. Yes, <laughs> I have. Right, <laughs> where they come in and they think I'm a particular type of asset, and no, that's not true. I'm I, I am I, I'm a good person here. I'm not a good person over here. You know, you know what? It's the the some of the. Uh, I've seen a lot of, uh, I've over the years, I've seen a lot of potential students come and go, a lot of relationships come and go. It's always struck me that people come to you looking for something, something that you are always willing to provide them with. <laughs> and 
it you know it, it's it, it's like you come asking for something and you get it's like what's that old thing uh, don't ask uh, don't be ask careful for, careful what, what you get for. careful what you wish for yeah. you know <laughs> it's uh yeah it's always uh it's always been very uh you know when i've even me even me yeah, you know, yeah even yeah, me yeah, when yeah, i yeah. came you know you be yeah. careful what you wish for because yeah. you just might get it yeah um luckily we i was lucky enough to uh to manage it. To manage it. Yes, yes. And that is the thing, you know. I always think of the Jack Nicholson line in that movie, you know, the truth, you can't handle the truth or whatever. <laughs> well, that's because people came to you, at least at least, I would say the majority of people that come to you, I would probably guess at this point, come to you searching for uh, Kung Fu, you know, training and Kung Fu knowledge and you know, and they to... want it. They want a master, and they want somebody to tell them what to do. Is what they want. They want somebody to to deliver the pain for them, right? And so, what Wing Chun does specifically, and why it's different from other kung fu is, Wing Chun delivers the pain all on its own. You go ahead and train all by yourself, and you can create as much pain as you'll ever want or need, right? But it's a lot, you know, it's the same thing with tattoos, man, or drinking or, or whatever, any external stimulus rather than creating it internally. Like instead of smoking, uh, instead of creating, uh, activating the cannabinoids in our brains or whatever, the, the dopamine in our brains by mm. way of, you know, we, we use the drugs or the alcohol, right? Well, same thing with the, the pain, right? It's to get somebody else to do the pain, right? Uh, is a lot easier than when you do the pain yourself. And you know, Lucinda actually was the person that helped me to come understand this. Because uh, she said, I asked her, what was more painful wing chun or bearing children and she said wing chun with seal towel without a doubt right hmm. wow really helped me to understand uh and, and put it all into perspective triangulate right, what was going on with wing chun and why is it different from like karate or, or anything else because there your opponent or whoever is and that's why uh, you know they're delivering the pain and you know you got to stop them and whatnot. Whereas uh, and in chi sao people get it wrong too because they think it's a, a, a fight between you and slap this other person. Slap him. Yeah, and in reality is is it's a fight between yourself to not open up and bash yourself on the other person. Mm. It's really a fight against yourself, right? <laughs> So you need another person that is that that knows how to maintain their center. Yeah, to show you. To show you that, right? But they're not hitting you. You're hitting yourself on them, right? It's a, a very much an internal, what is called, considered internal, but not the same internal that everyone. One of one of the best lessons I had in this. This was uh, this was um, quite a few years ago. I think this is back when you were here before. When yeah. you were living out yeah, there, yeah. I mean, I think me yeah. and you were staying out there yeah, together, yeah, yeah. and yeah, that's right. we were kind of getting getting into doing video and stuff. Yeah. And we filmed a lot of Wing Chun videos, <clears throat> as when we did, went and did the thing with Paul. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I remember we were doing um, exercises. We were filming all the different Wing Chun exercises, the different combinations, the different. Uh, uh, there's all kinds of different stuff we were filming, and there was this particular one where uh, 
I can't remember it exactly, but it was like a, a, a combination and then uh, a, a knee. And I had to lift my knee to like I'm uh, uh, going for a knee to the the stomach area. Yeah. And you drop a Fuxiao on it to block it. So the first, we practiced this. The, fr the first time I lifted my knee, it literally felt like somebody had hit my knee with a sledgehammer. It hurt really bad. I was like, oh, and yeah, and you saw it. You saw it. You told me, like, you know, be, you know, when you lift your knee up, don't just come driving up. You know, you got to be sensitive. You know, you got to, you know, you got to. So the next one, it was like the same thing. It was like the sledgehammer just flap again. One, <laughs> I could not do it. I could not do it. And every time I lifted my knee when we were doing this exercise, I think, I think it took like three. And finally, on like the fourth time, I literally collapsed because my, you had, I, I, I had, I, and I just could not stop hitting my knee off of your, and you were, you were stopping your Fuxiao at the exact same spot every time and That's looking right. at me and telling me, stop your knee right there. And I would lift my knee just a little bit too far. And it felt like I was getting hit with a sledgehammer on top yeah. of my knee. And I finally, ended, it was like three or four times and I finally ended up collapsing and I, I couldn't stand up for a few minutes, but I still remember that. You know, what happens, you know, that. When you go, it, it's literally exactly what you said. You you beat yourself up. Yeah. You were not you were not hitting my knee with that with that foot. You were just doing the exact same thing every time. And if you just you don't have to hit yourself very hard to uh, experience a lot of agony. Yeah. You know. And Boy. what's funny is your opponent is always going to say you're hurting. You me. hit me. Yeah. Yeah. You hit me, or you're, you're hurting, hurting me. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so used to this now. You know, imagine over 20 years of teaching. I've well, hearing nobody. The same thing. I mean, nobody knows. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I. Yes. Hey, how many? How many of us have run into the? You know, smacked our head on the cabinet. You know, standing up and then gotten mad at the cabinet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. That's you know. right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I've all. I've done it today already. So. Very well put. Point. Yeah. So, all right, with that, thank you, Ben, for uh, joining me here on uh, yeah. Integrity Radio. Thank you for having I me. I really appreciate the conversation. And thank you for listening to Integrity Radio. This is season three. And, uh, oh, gosh, I think we have a part B coming up. Part B coming up. Yeah. yeah so I can actually stay for that if you want. Yes, yeah, stay tuned for that. And also, I wrote a couple tunes you probably heard one coming in. Uh, you'll hear some more uh, just for this episode. So uh, you can hear us directly on oh, anchor.fm slash integrity. Anchor.fm. And I'm still trying to figure out how to... Uh... Because uh, you posted on Twitter. So I'm, are you still posting it on Twitter? Oh, no. Only by mistake and automatically. Oh, but um, right. well, I'll show you how to, to do I'll that. Do but you can hear episodes of this on Ben's Facebook, which is... The Secular Humanist. The Secular Humanist. And um, yeah, that's the only place. You're, and of course, anywhere pod, fine podcasts are being served, you can hear Integrity Radio. I'm your host, Z. Stay tuned.
gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. I'm Z, your host here on Integrity Radio, and I have my co-host here, right here with me. Ben Jacobson. That's him. I call him Ben. <laughs> I call him Ben. How you doing, man? Good. Good. I'm doing good. Excellent. Hey, would you come a little closer this <laughs> yeah. way, because your voice is not as obnoxiously loud as mine. <laughs> so... <laughs> And and you know all the girls like to hear your voice, yeah, smooth, mellow. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so uh, let me see. Let's pick it up from where we left off. So uh, last we spoke, you were saying how um, my voice sucks, <laughs> and how um, you know, yeah, you're you're. I did did you at least say that I was an okay songwriter? Uh, well, you know what? No, not even that. Uh, no, okay. I actually okay. quite. The, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I think I had said this in the last podcast. I'll uh, reiterate. I suppose I remember some of your songs, like when I would go because I was uh, your roadie for a short time there. And mm, thank you for your service. Sir. Went to the gigs and uh, no, there you had some songs that I would. Oh, I loved them. I, I wish I still had. I wish I yeah, maybe you can hook me up. But uh, I loved your music. Uh, but yeah, your voice was, uh, you, you had this, uh, this voice that was just so normal. Okay. Very, very, I mean, yeah. get me wrong, on key, very smooth, very, but yeah, just like this uh, voice that. Okay. Well, was, you know, uh, normally, if you're talking about something objective. Which is, which, and I think I made this point, is uh, when I listen to you speak, like when I, when I, when I go back and listen to the podcast and I listen to you talk. Your voice is very interesting and compelling. Yeah. But yeah, when you right. sing, when you sing, you have this like this, just like this normal. Like, there's no, there's nothing. Enough, Ben. Enough. <laughs> I must defend myself before the hole gets bigger. <laughs> the '70s called. They want their vocals back. Well, in my defense, I will say this. First of all, uh, of all the instruments, I am weakest at the instrument of the vocal, the voice, the singing voice. Um, so that I, I will I will concede that. However, um, there was a small point in time. It was back when we were get, doing radio, the, the radio stuff, mm -hmm. and doing this empty town. Remember <laughs> so, that? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, with that song, actually, was able to raise my voice quality. So for a small, there have, that only happened twice in my life where my voice quality rose to the level that it should have been recorded. Mm. The problem was, in most cases, it didn't get recorded. Um, uh, the some of the KTUH stuff did re get recorded, and you kind of uh, can get uh, uh, the voice quality I down. Don't... But the, and it also has to do with production value. When you, it, it's a lot easier to get a good sound production wise with every instrument except for vocals. When it comes to vocals, you need to buy a nice vocal, uh, you know, mic. Yeah. Stuff. Not for live stuff. For live stuff, you can get away with it. But when you're recording stuff, man, you've got to have that vocal mic. And, and nobody ever records vocals without that, 
you know, condenser microphone. You're very familiar with it. In fact, most people don't even do podcasts, serious podcasts without those condenser mics, which we don't have. We got a, a, a oh, something like an SM58 or something. All right, we're using a live mic in order to uh, record this. Yeah. You know what the uh, he was checking his uh, email the whole time, I, so I'm gonna I I'm gonna bust him on that. Very, That's what that was that where that sorry. pause was. I uh, am uh, actually in the middle of uh, doing several business things going on right now. Yeah. yeah. No, what I was gonna say, um, I remember when you remember Paulos. Paulos, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You did yeah. you recorded, and I I don't know if it was with him, but you were. I remember. You were uh, recording a uh, kind of a reggae style mm -hmm. album reggae, song yeah, yeah. and stuff. Reggae helped me to was uh, along yeah. that path. Yeah, you know, I remember. Yeah. I remember you doing some recording one day, and I remember listening. To you, I think you were doing the vocals, and uh, you weren't. You weren't. You, it was almost like you were shouting, like it, I, I, it was. Oh, a yeah, bit, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. sound it was sounded really good, like yeah, you're, you were like yeah. way outside of that normal yeah. kind of range that you had. And I remember that. Yeah, well, that that's the whole thing. Resonance, developing your resonance and developing your range is what's mandatory. And if you don't do that, then what you have to usually do is get really nice microphones, really nice effects, and that's how most singers will do it. And then the other batch will actually have a really nice voice and you don't need all the fancy stuff. And let me just say too, you know, as, as somebody who has, and I, you know, I don't mean to imply that I have a good voice, but I've done karaoke before, <clears throat> you know, and I've, I've sang before and I've, I, and I, I have a really an appreciation for I'm singing. Put them to the test. Well, here's the thing. I'm not a good, I'm not a good singer. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I have sounded good in your at, head at, at times. In your head, at times. In your head. Well, not in my. No, I've had. No, I've done karaoke and had it. But see, here's the thing. I've come, like, not good. I shouldn't say good, but like, I've come. It's I, there's been times where I've come close enough to where it's like, wow, I wish I could be a good singer because I know I'm. I, don't get me wrong, I'm not a good singer. Yeah. Okay. But I, because like, I, I, I'm not even claiming to be a good. No, no, singer. no, 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 no. <laughs> like, it's like there's. Uh, it, it would be horrible if, or it'd be different if I was just horrible and there, like, never once in my life have I ever even. Been I able don't know to... if you can hold the tune. <clears throat> no, I can't. Okay. No, well, I can't. Well, then that's the important, the, the single most important part of singing. But every once in a while, when I've when I've done some karaoke or something, you, you, it's like. Like, well, yeah, you know, and the people kind of look at you and go, Hey, that sounded pretty good. You know, that was like, that wasn't too bad. That last and bar, mind that last now. bar you sung. You know, <laughs> no, no, people have said it to me. That last so, bar you sung. No, it's like, hey, yeah, no, no. To me, hey, sing that song. Of, what is it called? Far, far away. Yeah, you know, but the or, whole, hey, the whole you point. Sing solo, solo. Again, again, again. The whole point, the whole point isn't that I'm good occasionally. I'm absolutely horrible. I have no voice at all. But the whole, the whole point is that. Those moments like that give me an, a, such an appreciation for people that do have a good and voice. And that you can even enjoy and can, singing even not knowing how and, to. Yeah, and that can yeah, actually yeah. sing. Like, oh, that is yeah. such an amazing... It sure That is, is such an amazing sure thing. It really and is. a lot of pop music doesn't really demonstrate that, but, you know, <laughs> that's okay. Well, especially, <laughs> you know, 
because there's a there's a lot of people out there that are really famous singers that can't sing for shit yeah and uh, they have this nice studio right yeah Yeah. they have this wonderful studio that you know yeah i've seen the effects you can add to make a shitty voice sound good you know so yeah so by the way i don't use those effects i purposely (laughs) don't i purposely say hey this is how i sing this is how i sound i'm not going to lie about it and that's essentially what i wanted to get across well see you're you you know how to sing well i'm very honest about my vocals and i don't think many people are and and then the ones there's there's a lot of people out there that know how to sing and they're they sing great They, they they can blow me away any day of the week you know i mean it's like uh um oh okay i'm not gonna go there but anyway there are there just are certain people that have a yeah. propensity of being able to sing. Let's just say, if you are in a gospel choir, you probably know how to sing. And it came from a very early age of being in a choir and singing and stuff. Or, you know, for me, uh, I, my mother got me singing the Beatles songs and stuff. So, uh, you know, I have a rudimentary uh, education in that department. But uh, I think that where we meet in this conversation is this and i think this is where we hold hands hey (laughs) (laughs) and that is um it doesn't matter how fucking good you are if you enjoy singing or playing yeah sure you just play it and and in fact just the enjoyment of playing an instrument is what gets across to me did you ever find the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't even ask this question, but I guess I will. Again, I'll go back to my uh, singing karaoke. Um, did you ever? Did you ever find that alcohol helped you sing better, or at least made you think that you were singing better? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the problem with alcohol is or how, maybe that, how could you remember that, that you were I less mean, the inhibited? The function of alcohol is to help you to forget especially little intrinsic things that really fucking matter. And I'm not value of alcohol. I'm not really talking about like, I'm actually talking about actual physical. Like if I sat here right now and tried to just, "Ah," man, my, I would just kill my, but boy, you, 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 you lubricate your throat. Like literally with a couple of beers and all of a sudden I just seems like it's no, you know what it will, it'll, um, it will loosen your inhibitions and well, your inhibitions sure. are what will really have you close up your vocal cords mm. okay. and whatnot. Yeah. But it, but will it physically? No. In fact, it'll do the opposite. I mean, uh, no singing coach in the world would say, <laughs> do some alcohol. That'll help. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you know, great singers were good singers um, regardless of the... It, and like, you know, like, the first thing I think of is Janis Joplin. What is it that makes a great singer? Oh, resonance and tune. You can know? you? Yeah. Can you? Like, let's say, can you? I can you learn to be a great singer, or is yes, there? Yes, you can. Yes, is there a can. certain amount? Yes, of... and I'm gonna show it right now. You do this exercise. It's called solfeggio, and you do it with by bubbling your mouth. You go. Then you go up one. Go up another one. And so forth. 
so that so that shows I have a no. I, I can go up a third in my. <laughs> and I can imagine that the point of that is that. And then you to, go back down. To make your lips side. vibrate requires more pushing, pushing air more air with your stomach, and, and that's yes. and that's the whole. Right, and by pushing and not using your throat, and and uh, it helps you to open up your throat so you can mm. get the air through, right? And uh, that's a major exercise that you can use to uh, actually get better uh, voice um, tonation. Mm. Uh, mm. And then, of course, if you sing along with a piano or something, then that will help to develop your tune. Right, so you're playing, you're singing in that actual right tune. So that's called solfeggio. You can look it up, and uh, if you want to get just better voice quality, you practice solfeggio. Yeah. Now I know how. I didn't say I, I do it. I, I, I uh, very uh, only uh, very few times in my life did I do it. Like I said, you know, I was able to achieve it. It didn't get it didn't get properly recorded at the time. So, oh well, well, I can't prove how well of a beautiful voice I was once able to uh, acquire. I, you know, I, well, I, I was going to say, uh, once you record these things, then of course you can post them up to Facebook and. Oh, wonderful and, and, <laughs> segue. Thank you. Thank you for you can, this segue. You can post them to Facebook <laughs> and you can put them on, you know, you can video yourself and put it on YouTube. You're like a mind reader. And, and Google, <laughs> you can have yourself so people can Google you and... Um... Oh, stop. Okay, so, I you know, I wanted to talk and we're probably not going to get enough talk in this direction. Uh, but, man, privacy... It's privacy. all the rage right now. <laughs> uh, you uh, know, a lot of the people from Google, from YouTube, from Facebook, all these people are coming out and saying, uh, they're doing evil. They're they're not they're they're uh taking your internet behavior and creating AI. That's even more well, not just your creating internet the robots. Not even taking just your internet behavior. They're taking your where you're actually at. Oh, that's geographic. But they're taking biographic. That's the thing. They're getting into biographics now. And people uh, from within are saying, uh, yeah, you probably don't want to use this product anymore. You know, and they're saying people from within are saying, get the hell out of Google. Get the hell out of Gmail. Get out of Facebook. Now, this is a huge thing and easier said than done. Right. You know, and then not only that, but easier said than, than done to convince people that it's an issue. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh. Yeah, yeah. I, I you, you're talking to somebody that, you know, I. You're I, not quite convinced. I mean, you're not f the details. You you haven't you haven't absorbed the details. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Now let me explain. There are two different webs. There's open source where if you and I knew how to code, we could go in to whatever program open source, and we could do whatever we wanted with that program okay mm -hmm. and then there is not open source where you're very limited as to what you can and can't do with that program and on top of it 
you're you're completely oblivious to whoever is uh, is uh, in charge of that program, what their directive, what they're going to do with that uh, uh, data, uh, how they're going to use that data. Uh, you're not getting paid for it. You're not being informed as to how it's being used. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we should digress for a minute. Let me let me ask you this. As an average person that, uh, you know, I use my Gmail, you know, send, not open source. send, yeah, not yeah, non, I use my Gmail to send, I go on Facebook and keep not up, open source. and keep up with my buddies, you know, why is this something that I should be concerned with? And I, and we've talked before about engineered consent and about how, and this is, and it, this is all completely true about how. Uh, you know, if I go search for a particular fact, you know, if I go into, say, Google and I search for a particular fact, I'm going to get something completely different than if you go and do the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, Oftentimes, vastly different. Right. Yeah. So, but... Well, aren't you answering your own question? I mean, you know, when it... Okay, but if I understand, like, if now, now I'm somebody that's, you know... I've seen this. You've 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 showed me this, and and you've demonstrated it to to a level where I'm like, okay, you're right. I I can see what you're talking about. Why? Now I understand it. Like, so why why should I why should I not why should I be concerned about being on Facebook and and hanging out with my buddies or just using Gmail just to send a. Uh, a quick email up to my realtor up in Oregon. Well, I think the problem is, is you, you're not, it's, you're not, you don't know how you're being used. I think the problem, and if you knew, then it would be a lot more easier. So you'd have to really understand what you can do with the technology, what's being done with the technology and mostly, here's the point, giving up agency, okay? Here's a product that allows you full control. Here's a product that doesn't. Which one do you want? Oh, hold on. By the way, all your friends have the one that, you know, don't give you any control. So uh, you'll want this one, of course, right? You see, don't you see the problem with this? Hmm. And don't you see where this has led us? I mean... We're in a really bad situation right now. And people are going, well, how did it happen? Well, we all know how it happened, but now are you going to do something about it? And the, the, the answer is, of course, switch back to open source. And if you have a bunch of friends, all of you get on the same open sourceware and use it. Done. That would be the greatest thing we could do to fix this so-called problem that we all have with you know this this political uh, conundrum or you know this sociological conundrum that we're all seem to put in the same face on it but can't seem to figure out to get off of our lazy asses and go hey let's just start migrating and transferring over to open sourceware and getting all of our friends and family and loved ones to do the same i think and you don't have to abandon it uh, all together, but you you better start doing it now because of it, the sooner you can get off of those things, of course, the better. People, 
because you don't know what your and I can tell what your engineered consent is because I listen to you know I've known you for a long time and then I've not seen you for a long time and then I've listened to you and come back in your life and, and listen to you and I know what is you and I know what's engineered consent why do I know because it's the same exact fucking words the same exact ideas the same exact everything and i know what your original ideas are i'm very familiar with them i've mm. been your friend for a long time you know mm. and then i know what your ideas aren't because i'm very familiar with those too because <laughs> i have the same resources twitter <laughs> facebook and all that right you know it it really is an, an exaggerated problem of what we had when we had television and like everybody would then talk about the news as if they came up with it, but they all just saw the tell the news channel three action news. It's like now we're all talking about you know. Well, now we have an even more a bigger problem. We've got action news one version one two three four five six infinite versions of action news, and we're all saying the same things about it it's really freaky at least last time it was the same news but we all had different opinions on it now it's all different news and we all have the same opinions on it that's freaky hmm. that's freaky that's some crazy social engineering homogenization and that's the thing it's very hard to know when you're being socially engineered but it's very easy for somebody on the outside very easy, you know. Again, I guess suppose just to play the devil's advocate here. Uh oh. What's wrong with that? Devil's in the detail. What's wrong with what? Social engineering. If right, if like, you like, violate, I I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you, because you do need to engineer uh, the the masses, and and so you've got a very good point there. Here's the problem, one someone when the agency involved violates the public trust that is when it's gone bad and so the public trust right now is okay uh, very simple i mean you know come on you've got it started with fucking ronald reagan a goddamn actor and schwarzenegger's taking fucking places of government how, how and do then, you then, and now you got a goddamn uh, uh apprentice trump a guy that owes me money for uh for work that i did for him at, at a in a, a limelight in a church that was turned into a fucking uh, a club, <laughs> a, a, a club. <laughs> Our president knows me. Yeah, that's just a joke, man. And then Obama having Barack Obama as president—that is the biggest joke in the world. What the hell, you know? I mean, no, no, no. This is all social engineering, and it's all just fucking with everybody's brains and getting them to to pull. And to uh, uh, you know the polarize and whatnot. Now, because he, now, okay, so the problem is, is if you polarizing me to good or polarizing me to bad, and what I, and what we're all agreeing on is we're getting polarized in the negative. We're not being polarized together. That's, we're being yeah, polarized and divided. That's that's very profound. I think right there is you're right about that because we are not. You're right. We're not. We're being polarized apart.
Yeah, and I know because um, I've been been around long enough. Now, I suppose kind of in line with what's wrong with it is uh, not so much how do you fix it, but how do you convince people who are you know how do you, how do you I've talked to people you know like yeah how do you, how is, do you take somebody who's very yeah. comfortable okay who's she, very comfortable yeah. and, and very yeah. you know and they're like what are you talking about I'm comfortable I have no problem like how do you right. convince them right. that no they, you, you have to get them out of the short conversation and the short conversation is the little blips on Twitter and Facebook and and uh, the memes, and, and the memes, the innocuous. No, I mean the memes, the, no, the, the, the Facebook the, memes. Oh my no, god! No, no, no. Uh, the thing is, is, all of that is. If it didn't mean mean anything, <laughs> it didn't then mean it, it would be <laughs> fine, right? But it does mean something. It does. Does. That's Not the to whole. You, it means something to the the agency that is controlling. That's, yeah, your that's right. That's why they're put on there is to, to like you said, to, to polarize people apart. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and yeah. here's the thing: it's not any. It's just how corruption works. Well, and remember, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's the other question I suppose I would ask. You know how? I don't know. You know, I'm certainly no uh, uh, business mo uh, business mogul here. But what's the what's the purpose? You wouldn't you think? Things would run a lot smoother, and everybody, including the, the ultra-rich people, would be a lot happier if we had a, a better society and everybody got along better. I mean, why? Why? Like, what? What is? What is the? What is the? Uh... Well, it's animosity towards the ignorant and towards what inevitably becomes the poor. What's the point of keeping it's people animosity. in the dark? And, and... Uh, well, because then you're you're able to enslave them. And why? Like, is that uh, is why? It... Because everybody can't live like a king. There's not enough resources. Hmm. Really? You don't, you don't think there's enough resources? Oh, there's enough resources for us all to live moderately. Absolutely, every last woman and child on planet can live moderately. But to live the way most Americans live and want to live, and they're stuck in fucking houses and all this bullshit. No, no. No, the, 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 <laughs> we couldn't possibly, and we don't, and we aren't. So it's not even a matter of my opinion. This is just, you know, look it up, look up, look the, look do you up think, the data. Do yeah. you think that it's, given the, the current population of the world, do you think this is a problem that's even fixable? Oh, yeah. No, no, why it's fixable is because people can, you can go from conscious or unconscious to conscious. You can go to conscious, unconscious behavior to conscious behavior. It, it takes effort and you have to work at it and make it a habit, but you can do it. But right now we're in a, an epidemic of unconscious behavior where, well, everything's given to me. I mean, all I gotta do is pick up a phone and it's real simple. I don't even have to do anything, duh. Duh! You mean okay? You're not you're not getting paid for this. You're not getting nothing. This, this is all just you're not paying anybody. No, no, I'm not rich. Just my phone. I mean, come on. I pay ten dollars a month for my service. 
and I get all the service that you get for, I don't know, a hundred or an 80, 60 a month, or for another person that get, uh, is charged a hundred to 300 a month, all the same service. Yeah. And know why? It's because I'm doing things consciously. If I want to be unconscious, there's somebody there that's going to charge you for it. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, you will and are getting charged for your Gmail, for your Facebook, for all that shit. And you're being charged in the way of engineered consent. And we know that you're being charged because you all have the same bullshit opinions and the same bullshit ideas. Jesus Christ, you people have no originality whatsoever. You are not even trying to attain that one fucking percent perspective that you innately have. You've just given it up. Well, I have to, and I'm not going to. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to attain that one percent, that full fucking one percent. So anyway... <laughs> Yeah, just a light little, you what know, a great, what a what a great ending. What a, what a that, was, that, that was good. That was a nice that was a nice good uh seafood Z rant right hey, there. Hey, every time you use the word fuck it, you know, you, you kind of score points somewhere along the line. That was good. Know. That was good stuff. I think yeah. the universe likes fuck. <laughs> See if you sang like that, you would be <laughs> Oh damn. Kicking the nutsack. Thank you. I, you know, I always like to know him. Not paying attention <laughs> when my guard is down. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. This has been episode 11 of Integrity Radio. I want to thank my co-host, Ben, very much for joining me. Thank you, as always, for having me. And you can find uh, me here on, oh, I don't know, you found me and uh, whatever. It's okay. Eventually, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Unlike our... Uh... <laughs> Our uh, uh, brave uh, host here. I do post stuff on the Facebook. Oh, there so you go. And he is. I will put this on the Facebook so everybody can see it. On this, the secular humanist. On the secular, it will be on the secular humanist uh, Facebook page. There we go. Hey, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Here's the new song for the day, titled "More Butter."
where butter can itch. Melt butter, whip butter, whip butter, broom butter, witch. A butter brother from another mother likes his butter cold. Better brother with butter from another never gets old. Thanks for listening.